everybody, and welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me this week is the brander of ice himself, one half of the Brothers of Destruction, and also the brother of our own, Mr. Cogsworth, Nate himself, Willie. Willie, welcome back to the show, man. How are you doing this week? Feeling great. It's good to be on, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well, other than this, like, pinging neck pain that I have for some reason, but, you know, that's just life. <laughs> is it the kind where you try to pop it thinking this will get it and it never helps? Yep. Nice. Yeah, it's like right in my shoulder blade too, so it's like, oh fuck, if it would just go away, that'd be great. But other than that, I can't complain, man. It's it's been a good week. <laughs> other than thirty solid seconds of complaining, I can't complain. Exactly. I went ahead and got it out of the way. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, shit. This week I hit Twitch affiliate, so that was pretty fucking cool. Woo! I uh, I appreciate everybody who helped that come to be. Um, I was. I'm, I'm very humbled at how quick it happened. Like, I know some people strive for that for months and months and months, and it seemed to happen relatively quickly for me. So, like, I thank everybody for that very much so. The wildest thing, too, was, like, almost everyone trying to hit affiliate, they have to hit the 50 followers. It's, like, the last thing they get to. You had 50 followers already. You just needed to stream eight times in a month. And, it like, that was the last domino for you. I've never seen that before. Yeah, it was, it was odd that the first requirement that I hit was, yeah, the, the followers one. And I think it's just because, like, I we wasn't. Love you. I mean, oh well, thank you. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the love for sure. Um, but I also bugged people, <laughs> like uh, my my friends that I would be like, "Hey, do you have a Twitch account? Yeah, why? Hey, you think I could get you to give me a follow? Like, that would be great. <laughs> like, I think I even messaged Tyler from Tadbog. Shout out Tadbog, and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, if you don't mind," and he was like, "No, dude, not at all. I absolutely do that for you." I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> Because I am, I think when I hit him up, I was at like 46, and I'm like, dude, I am so close. I don't, I really feel bad about bugging you, but I know you have a Twitch account. Can I please get your follow? <laughs> Pretty please. But other than that, like a lot of them were just straight up, you know, I didn't have to bother people about it. And it was like, and I don't know, I call it bothering. A lot of people may have not looked at it as bothering, but that's just the way I feel. Like when I post my music and stuff too, I always, I don't, I don't like self-promotion. I guess that's the, the big part of it what i'm getting at like, but the thing is too it's like what you're putting out there is your music your stream and all that those can be consumed for free so really you're giving us something man be more confident yeah i guess so i guess so. i guess i've always been very very hard on myself uh especially with music especially with music um there's a reason that i have not recorded any like guitar stuff even though i play guitar all the time <laughs> um but yeah um i just i appreciate everybody's like helping me hit that um, and anybody who's like subscribed or donated bits or whatever, like I appreciate it. Um, you know, not being able to find work and stuff, any, any little bit helps. So I appreciate all you guys. Um, let's see what other stuff. Let's, uh, Oh, uh, I added a bunch of the Atelier games to the, to the list. Um, uh, yeah, they were on sale last week, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And which them being on sale then made the key sites have them for stupid cheap. And oh, I was like, yeah, I can't pass that up. I can't pass that up. So I snagged a few of them. So I'm looking forward to that. I know uh, James is really into the Atelier games. Um, and as far as I know, they're basically like crafting and gathering like alchemy stuff. And I'm all about crafting and gathering in games. So I look forward to them when they finally you know pop on the list, which could be 10 years from now. But I still look forward to it. <laughs> nice. Could be 10 years from now. Could be this next week. 
you get five games a week. Who knows? That's very true. That's very true. And uh, we will talk about what the next game for the show is going to be towards the end of the episode. And I am stoked for it. Uh, I'm real excited for the next game because I have played it before on the Switch. And I now have the DLC for it on the PC. So I I look forward to seeing more more through it. But we'll get to that later. This week, we, as in Willie and I and his brother Nate, and... Not appearing in this episode, but he was kind enough to play with us. Yeah, not appearing in this episode, but he did... He did play, uh, he played some, actually, I think he did some verses with you. Me and him mm-hmm. never got around to it, but I know at least five different times this week, I've seen it pop up in the corner. Turtle Bear Man is now playing King of Fighters 2002 Unlimited Match, which is this game this week, by the way. I don't know if I already said that, but King of Fighters 2002 Unlimited Match was our game this week. And it's a doozy, too. Man, uh, let me go ahead and get the obligatory Wikipedia bullshit out of the way. The King of Fighters 2002 is a fighting game produced by Eloith and Playmore for the Neo Geo in 2002, and it was the ninth game in the King of Fighters series, and the second one to be produced by Eolith and developed by Playmore, formerly Brezosoft. The game was ported to the Dreamcast, PlayStation 2, and the Xbox, wherein the PS2 and Xbox versions were released in North America as a two-in-one bundle following the game in the series, or with the following game in the series, The King of Fighters 2003. Now, I know what you're asking yourself. I thought you said you were playing 2002 Unlimited Match. And this is a PlayStation, or this is a PC game, but they didn't mention PC there. Well, Hmm. I have a story for you. SNK Playmore produced a remake title, The King of Fighters 2002 Unlimited Match, for the PlayStation 2, which was released in February 26, 2009 in Japan. And the game later received its first worldwide release on Xbox Live Arcade, November 3, 2010. And a port of the Live Arcade version was released on Steam, February 27, 2015. Now, here's my first thing that I'd like to get to. This game came out in 2002, and it made such a fucking impact that it was released for PC in 2015. Yeah. And and updated. It was updated, too. Like, when do you... Now, granted, I'm on the outside of the fighting game spectrum, and we'll touch on that in a second, too, but um, when's the last time that an old fighting game, like, got a re-release like normally like in my experience like mortal Kombat got a reboot um and tekken's never really done anything other than just release tekken games yeah. i've never but they i haven't seen like a remaster of like tekken 3 or anything like that but yeah then, you, you expect sequels and sequels and expansions and all that you don't expect them to go back to an 18 year old game or 13 at the time of the pc release and be like hey here's this classic you love we brought it back we just well i added a couple guys to it basically yeah. Like, you would expect it to be King of Fighters 2015 we would be talking about right now, but no. Yeah, no, it was it was O2 Unlimited Match, and after putting the time in it this week, I can totally see why, because this seems like one of those pinnacle fighting games. Mm. Like, um, I mean, we can just jump right into it. Like, the, the sprite animation in this oh. is fucking phenomenal. Like, the characters, the backgrounds, all of it are so well done that it's very impressive. 2002 has this really neat art style where, like, the characters are done with this, like, hand-drawn pixel art style, very fluidly animated, and then the backgrounds are, like, 3D rendered. And it's a really cool-looking thing that works really well together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I could see uh, that was probably really taking advantage of the uh, the new technology on PlayStation 2 
Xbox like, no, Dreamcast. It's, this one didn't have the 3D render backgrounds. I'm thinking of a later one. But this had these really beautiful backgrounds of, like, these cool, like, all these little incidental characters doing stuff. Like, when me and Dalton were playing, we would just be like, we would stop fighting for one and be like, dude, check out that guy in the background just spinning around with two kins on his arms. Like, it's yeah. so in-depth and cool. Or, or the little girl trying to roll the panda bear over. Yes! You know, or uh, the really buff-looking, like, Waluigi guy doing the jig. Or, you know, like, there's... <laughs> There's all kinds of just random little things in the back, and some of the backgrounds would change. Um, some of the fights that we yeah, did the on beach. that the beach uh, would have the there was like a young girl and an old man there, but then one time we were on there, there was two old men in that spot, and they were just like fighting. Yeah, it was it was very cool. I liked the little uh, how they would change it up a little bit, you know, throw throw little things in there that maybe you wouldn't notice unless you've played that stage a few times and kind of had it in your mind. Now, I will straight up admit. When I drew this game, I was like, all right, you know, it's a fighting game. I'll probably play it on stream, and that's about all I'll need to know about it. Um, and I thought that worked out, too, because uh, I actually guessed it, um, which, oh, yeah, I meant to mention this earlier, but I'm going to say it now. Uh, I did a guest episode for the JRPG report um, with James, and he wanted me to touch on uh, Edge of Eternity because that's a PC JRPG that is getting released to console soon, but it came out on PC with early access. So I was kind of giving the, the the early access my review of the first few hours of it and stuff. And, and then touching on a couple other games that are PC only that are coming out to console soon. Um, but I figured I'd have a lot of time to put into Edge of Eternity because it's like, oh, I'm just playing a fighting game. Where it ended up being that, like, yeah, I played a few hours of Edge of Eternity and got what I needed to out of that. But I put way more time into King of Fighters than I thought I would. Yeah, for sure. Like, I was worried, too, that it's like... I don't know. I started playing it. I'm like, I'm never going to get as deep as I need to by the time we record. And I realized, you know what? I could have put 100 hours in this week. I don't think I would have gotten everything out of it yet. Oh, no. No, man. Like, so my my experience with fighting games, when I was younger, like, I had an NES and I had a Sega Master System. So, like, I had Double Dragon on the Sega Master System. That was my knowledge of fighting games and then i got a playstation so i went from those to a playstation i missed out super nintendo i missed out on the nintendo 64 like i went straight to a playstation and started playing games like tekken and uh mortal kombat trilogy and toe ball number one and it's like these games were awesome but that being said i completely missed the boat on 2d fighting games I was all about the 3D ones. Well, okay, I take that back. Mortal Kombat Trilogy was 2D, but that was kind of its own thing. Mortal Kombat's in its own fucking genre, in my opinion. Yeah, like, but I mean, you, what you <laughs> played was like Mortal Kombat, which has the designated block button. It has the digitized actor sprites, but you don't have a background in like pixel art, hand-drawn games where you hold back to block and that sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I missed out on Fatal Fury. I missed out on uh, Street Fighter. Uh, all of those SNK and Capcom fighting games, like, I had no experience with them at all. Uh, other than, like, maybe going to a friend's house and my friend would have, like, Street Fighter and we'd play a round or two and then we'd pop in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know. Like, but I never, like, sat down at my house and played one of these 2D fighters. So this was really my first f true foray into a 2D fighter. I've got to say, for a first 2D fighter, like, this game has so many systems and mechanics and stuff going on in it. Like, there are so many, like, 
like you were saying earlier, we, we were talking a little bit before stream, the inputs to do things compared to like Tekken where you hit like each attack button you hit is going to do an attack. In this game, to do like some of your moves, it's like down to forward to down to back and two attack buttons all at once to like, the inputs are so much more complicated and then there's so many more different things. There are four different types of jump. Yeah. Yeah. And like your combos change depending on how much power bar you have. Um, you can only do certain combos when you have a power bar. Or your uh, yeah. max gauge or whatever it's called. I think it's max gauge. It, it's yeah, when you have the meter that. and you go into maximum mode, it gives you like ability to cancel and decide. I don't remember the exact way it works because there's so many systems. Like You can spend <laughs> a meter to go into a different mode where then you can use one of your supers and not use your meter then. like I don't know why you would make that decision because there's so many different scenarios in this game that like, oh my god, like it's overwhelming, but just playing it as a pure game trying to play it like it's old school street fighter 2 almost so much fun yeah i i thought about making a meme um with mortal Kombat just being like yeah we have combos and then having tekken next to it and being like huh yeah hold my beer but then under it having king of fighters and just being like oh you two are cute because <laughs> i was looking up info <laughs> in this game to like learn how to play it better and i saw this like this guy uh, in a tutorial video a basic tutorial video and he's doing this like complete zero to death combo as bow the little boy and it's like how how what are you doing no yeah that is beyond me uh, i was lucky if i accidentally put in a combo yeah <laughs> um which so a little more lore about this game before we get into the actual fighters themselves um it says uh, it's a little more Wikipedia bullshit. Just saying. Yes. Uh, just like the King of Fighters 1998, the game has no uh, 2002 has no storyline since the NES story arc had already concluded in 2001. Um, instead, this is a dream match, quote unquote, game, which includes characters from all of the previous games in the series, including characters that may have died in the storylines. Oh, that so, actually explains some stuff. So. Uh, like I know for a fact that uh, Mature yeah. w- was dead by this point, but they brought her back. Um, and I think Shermie oh. was also dead and then brought back. But I I could be wrong about Shermie, but I'm pretty that makes sure. Sense. About I was Mature. reading the SNK wiki and I thought it said that like Mature or Vice or maybe both of them had been killed like before 2002. So I was like, how are they in this game? Oh, it has no plot. That's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, I which was interesting too because. When I was reading, or I was watching a video about, like, uh, just somebody was just ranking the King of Fighters games, which Unlimited Match 2002 came in number one, um, but that's that's debated, and we'll touch on that. But mm. the uh, the video was talking about storylines and stuff, and I was like, storylines? What the fuck? And then he got to the first Dream game, and he was like, so this is a Dream game, uh, which has no story. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's how 2002... And then when he got to 2002, he explained that, yeah, this is another dream game. There is no storyline to it. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Because I was sitting here thinking, like, how are you supposed to put together all these character arcs through just playing through what you what we played through? Like, because there is no story to it. And I'm like, wow, are people just reading into it that much? But no, it's, it's just that uh, these games are a little different. But it's brilliant. It's a good way to bring all of the favorites together. You know, like a greatest hits. It's almost like Mortal Kombat trilogy did. Yeah, I found it was a good jumping in point because, um, like again, this you hadn't played any King of Fighters games before. I hadn't played any of them really heavily, except me and Nate as kids had ninety nine for the PlayStation One and 
Capcom versus SNK2, which is a Capcom game that uses some of the King of Fighters characters. And we played that game really extensively. But there's like there's like 80 dudes in this game or something. Maybe not 80, but there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. But um, it's like, it was... It was a good introduction because it's like, here's everybody. Here is not everyone from the entire series, but I think everyone that was in 99, 2000, or 2001. Because I know you pointed out like Heavy D, which is a, a, a fighter from 94, a sports guy, was just kind of standing around in the background being cool on one of the stages. Yep. Yeah, him and the uh, the, the football guy from the other team, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Is this list of King of Fighters characters? Um, the Did you have any... Uh, characters that specifically that you really really like they're your go-to characters i ended up um so one thing i think we should bring up about king of fighters in case people that are listening to this play fighting games but haven't got to this one is that the main mode in king of fighters as opposed to most 2d fighting games is a a three-on-three team battle instead of a 1v1 two-round fight i mean that's also in the game but it's mostly a team battle game and the characters are like grouped by teams like from their original games or whatever yeah so i ended up picking the team of uh k dash who is kind of uh, the protagonist of the 99 through 2001 games. He's like kind of all clad in leather, long, medium length, like white hair, kind of looks way too cool for school or whatever. I had him, um, Yuri, who is uh, just like kind of a fun little sister character, basically. She has a lot of like Street Fighter type moves. Like if you put in the Dragon Punch combo, you do a Dragon Punch. You put in the yeah. Hadoken combo, you do basically a Hadoken. And the other guy I was playing as is Ben Amaru, who. Uh, I loved that guy, and also I found out when I was looking into him that he is absolutely 100% based on the character from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Jean-Pierre uh, Ponoref. Like, he, <laughs> in the first two games, he actually wears the exact Ponoref outfit. It's ridiculous. Like, it even has that weird half strap that goes from the left of his neck to the right of his shirt. <laughs> well, that's fucking cool. That's like a little ode to the... That's I like yeah. that. I like that. Um, I'm actually looking at the list of teams right now. There's the Japan team. The, the Fatal Fury team, the Art of Fighting team, the Akari team, uh, the Psycho Soldier team, Women's Fighter team, Korea team, Yagami team. Man, there's so many. 90, 97 Special team, the New Faces slash Orochi team, uh, the King of Fighters 99 team, which is the K-Dash team. Um, yeah, okay. Agent team, which is the King of Fighters 2000 team, the Ness team, which is the 2001 team, and then the bosses. And the, there were some console exclusives, which I don't know. Oh, I guess we got all of these with the uh, PC version because, you know, PC's Master Race and all. Um, <laughs> the console exclusives were uh, Shingo Yabuki. Okay, he was definitely in there. Uh, which was uh, Dreamcast, PS2, and Xbox. Uh, King. I know she was in there. Yeah. I love King. She's awesome. Dreamcast, PS2, and Xbox versions. Um, Geese. Yep. Which we know. He, and uh, Gonitz. Yep. And I don't think I saw him, but I know he was in there. Orochi Lori. Or Iori. I can't tell which one that is. I think it's Aori. I never saw... Orochi Iori, now that I think about it. I should have tried to pick that. Huh. But yeah, there's... And each of those teams has three people on it. So, you know, do the math. There's a lot of fucking characters in this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, even, like, the bosses, it's like... I think it depends on how well you do in the thing. I didn't look it up, but we got different bosses when we played different runs. Like, I know most of the time we came up against Chrysalid. One time I got Ignis instead as the final boss. And it's like... I don't know what causes that. I think it may be how many lives you lose or how many continues you use or something. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, one of the videos that I was watching, the guy said that what boss you get is based on how well you do throughout the the thing. So I assume if you go in there and you wreck house that you're going to get a harder boss fight than if you go in there and maybe you struggle a little bit. 
But uh, I don't want a harder boss fight. SNK bosses suck to fight, dude. I can't imagine fighting anybody harder than Chrysalid. My goodness. Like, uh, there's a clip from the Twitch stream. Yeah, <laughs> that, I would uh, recommend it. Like, I spent all stream trying to beat him. And in the last fight, I was like, all right, whether I beat him or not, I'm calling it. And I beat him. And uh, there was a much-deserved fucking freak out. It was out. the pop-off to end all <laughs> pop-offs, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm pro- I was like surprised I didn't wake my whole house up. <laughs> uh, but I did that using Vanessa. And she was definitely one of my favorites. Um, if I had to put a team together, I think the team that I was using the most was Vanessa, King, and Blue Mary. Nice. Like, I just, I really liked it. But, you know, the more I played with Blue Mary, the more I was like, uh, she's good, but she's not quite as quick as I'd like her to be. But she's she's not bad. She was almost like my heavy hitter. Um, Whereas you gravitated towards Vanessa because she's like a boxing type character. Like, she has almost no kicking moves. It's all fists, basically. Yeah. Yeah, she's got like one kick and it does a lot of damage because <laughs> she just yeah, straight kicks sense. him in the face. But other than that, yeah, and of course, uh, I know I've told you this uh, uh, off air that I was watching a video about who are the easiest people to learn, and then I watched a video about who are the hardest people to learn, and of course, number six, Vanessa, sixth hardest, yeah, sixth hardest, and I'm like, of course, one of the ones that I like is the one that's going to give me a lot of trouble to learn, and it. It makes total sense because trying to get some of her combos to go off, man. There was one that was like uh, left and then diagonal left down, down, right diagonal right, uh, right down, you know, diagonal right, and then right and then another left and then like up and then high punch and low punch together. And, I, and I'm like, dude. Yeah, that's a lot of work. My, th- my thumb the day after streaming was fried from the D-pad. Oh, my it God. It was so sore. <laughs> I made the really unwise decision of playing the game on a D-pad instead of on the joystick on my Xbox One controller. And uh, yeah, that's the same thing in I retrospect, did. In retrospect, fighting games use joysticks. I probably should have gone with a thumbstick because my finger was—it still got some skin rubbed off. Yeah, and that's the thing is I've always played fighting games with the D-pad for some reason because yeah, if you think about it, all of them in the arcades, what do they have? They have a, a stick. Yeah. Like, I guess it's because when I played them on, like, the Sega when I was a kid, it's like, all I had was a D-pad. I wasn't going to pay money for no arcade stick, you know? Yeah, yeah, and the first PlayStation controllers didn't have thumbsticks on them, so, like... Right. Yeah, that kind of came later, and it's just been a thing out of habit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but which, now that I'm thinking about it, obviously I feel real dumb because it's like, yes, the thumbstick was the correct play, I'm a big doofus. <laughs> hey, man, we all have those moments, we all have those moments. Um, I think Vanessa was working out well for you, too, because at least at the level we're playing the game, where we're not, like, we don't have a really big plan aside from the overarching strategy. And what you figured out with Vanessa was basically rush your opponent down and hit buttons, get in hits, because she's got fluid, quick attacks, and can, like, chain from one to another pretty easily. So it's like, when you were hitting me when we played together, it's like, I was usually getting hit, like, three times in a row before I could actually back off and do something. Yeah, and with Vanessa, so I basically took my knowledge of ufc games so i put a lot of time into ufc games on ps3 back in the day uh i just i really liked them and i always played a boxer because my whole strategy was to go in get close throw throw punches till they're kind of weak back up a little bit hit them with a hammer knock them out and i just took that and when i found vanessa and saw that she was just throwing punches i was like oh okay i can work with this the same way i felt when i played i think it was like tekken 4 and they introduced the boxing character, and I was like, "Yes, this is what I'm talking about." I just, I have always liked boxing, and I, I don't know why. I don't watch boxing. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't, I don't 
seek it. I don't watch MMA either, but I love those style of games. So to be able to take that knowledge that I had, if you know, get in and work from the inside, I could do that with Vanessa. Whereas some of the other characters needed range, like Whip, for example, mm. is a great ranged character, but you get in close on her and it limits what she can do. Whereas, yeah, so for the audience uh, at home, Whip is uh, named for what she does. She has yeah. a whip. She attacks with it. She has huge range, but like like uh, my boy Dalton said, you get in on her and uh, she has a rougher time. Yeah, and it I, I noticed that for a lot of the characters is that they needed that distance. So I feel like somebody good with Vanessa would be a struggle for someone who maybe was say good with Whip. You know, it would be a it would be a power struggle for that person to keep them at bay. Whereas Vanessa can kind of do the duck and weave, and slide, and just slide up under the attack and get in there and start throwing hammers. It's I really enjoyed her a lot. And then I King, what you've hit on there, man, is like one of the fundamental dynamics that makes fighting games so fun. Is like you have characters that are two different archetypes. You have your boxer who doesn't even have kick distance attacks. You got to be getting in there, and then you got your outfighter who's trying to like you know keep you out there and space stuff out it's like can you get in versus can they keep you at bay becomes like the the big strategy of the game it's i I find that really fascinating and interesting where it's it's not a fully balanced game it can't be a fully balanced game because characters have different toolkits and the play between those toolkits is so fun and interesting yeah and then and then you got a game like this where you know you're not dealing with a roster of 12 people who might all fight differently you're dealing with a roster of like 60 people who fight differently yeah and it's it's wild like i feel like you would have to put a serious amount of time in this game to learn all of the characters nuances even as opponents like to be able to read like okay so say you're fighting terry uh terry bogart everybody knows who terry bogart is uh are you okay but the wolf (laughs) exactly uh and i didn't realize that andy is his brother uh, andy bogart i did not know that so that's cool the long hair full at the top of the screen yeah um so you say you learn him like when you're like say i'm playing as uh vanessa and i'm going against terry and i fight terry over and over and over until i can kind of start reading like how he's gonna like what he's doing what kind of moves he's gonna do uh, or what his arsenal is you then have to do that for 59 other characters or 64 whatever it is you know there's a depth to this game that i think other other fighting games lack and yeah, and like maybe some of the characters fit into kind of broad archetypes. Like maybe if you learn how to fight against Rio, you might be able to use most of that against Yuri or something. But what are you supposed to do when like the Chinese boxing drunk, the drunken boxer character shows up? It's like completely different from everyone else in the game. His animations look nothing like it. Like, like you said, it's basically sixty different games put together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, Imagine if you were playing chess and your opponent came out there and he had a backgammon set. It's like now you got to figure out how to play chess versus backgammon. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a perfect fucking analogy. Um, Thank you. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it says right here, uh, the game has 66 characters in total, making it the series' largest roster, like, to date. That's, a, that's an asinine number of characters. That's a ridiculous number of people to have to learn to play a game. So yeah. if you're afraid of jumping in because of that, like, I think King of Fighters 94 had, like, 24 characters or something like that. So <laughs> Yeah, much less. And I think the newer games even have, like, much less yeah, because this is the dream match concept, so it of course has that whole full crossover going on. Yeah, uh, there were forty-four characters in the original two thousand two, and then wow, they, so they, they added, added in that many just for unlimited match. Yeah, uh, six, sixteen from the Nest Sark, 
and six hidden characters, including additional characters from previous console versions, with the exception of Orochi Iori. Um, Wait, was this the first use of Orochi Iori? Because that's that's kind of awesome. Like, uh, Iori's a fun character. He's he's uh, Nate, my brother's favorite character in the series. I think, and he's just got he's like he's just this really edgy boy or whatever. But it's just the way he looks. He's kind of like a decent guy or whatever. Then you see him do his evil laugh, and it's a very good evil laugh. <laughs> Ah, 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 ah. No, I don't have a good evil laugh. He does, like, he, he throws his whole body. He has, like, this animation he does in all the games where he's, like, he first starts, like, looking down and, like, chuckling to himself. Then he kind of pushed his chest out and, like, <laughs> then he just throws his head back and keeps oh. on laughing. It's just so good. So much. Everything in this game has this intensity that's cranked up to 10. Like, the, the animations we were talking about earlier, the K-Dash, the guy I was using the most, I noticed that, like, whenever I crouch, there's, like, 20 frames after I crouch where he gets into his stance, which you'll never see because you're not going to be crouching that long most of the time, you know? Without doing something else. Yeah, fair enough. Just so cool. Fair enough. Um, okay, so right here it says, um, while his regular form appears in King of Fighters 2002, uh, his Orochi form is also featured in the PlayStation 2 port of the game and the remake of King of Fighters 98. 98. Okay, so it's just from the Dream Match games then. Yeah, his Orochi form is just in the Dream Match games. Now, sp- speaking of 98, um, that is apparently the big, the big to do in the King of Fighters mm. uh, pantheon is which one's which one's the best? Is it 98 on un- uh, Ultimate Match or is it 2002 Unlimited Match? Which is funny because they're both the uh, I believe they're both the Dream games or no? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Think that's yeah. Correct. Yeah, I'm sorry, because it said uh, the Dream Match was also, it was released later on Dreamcast as 99, but that was only on Dreamcast, and I, yeah, that's weird, so. That is because 99's a completely different game, too, like, that that's the beginning of the Nest Saga, that's when K-Dash first shows up and all that. Like, that's the one I had as a kid, that's that's not the same game as 98. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but yeah, so, that, that's the big, uh, that's the big thing, and I, I don't, I don't. I own 98, but I haven't played it. Obviously, like we said in the beginning, this is my first foray into this series at all. And uh, I just, man, I really fucking liked it. I, I really 98 did. 98 shows up in the uh, Steam machine. Uh, the Steamy gets to it soon, you know? Yeah, that was Did that just cool. call him the Steamy? Like some kind of old grandpa? The, the Steamy. You know, the, the Steamy, you know, with the Pokemans. The, the Steamy tells you what Nintendo you're going to play. The, the Pokemans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this has actually rekindled my, my joy of... Uh, playing fighting games like it's got me hoping that you know maybe Tekken will pop soon or Mortal Kombat or uh, Soul Calibur like all these fighting nice. games that I have that I've played but I've never really delved into uh, now a soul still burns hell I've got Mortal Kombat 11 and I think I installed it and played a couple fights and then uninstalled it just to make room that game's massive Mortal Kombat 11 is like 90 something gigabytes Wow. and I don't even have any of the DLC I have the base game. <laughs> oh jeez. It's pretty it's pretty wild, man, but that game is beautiful as far as 3D. But dude, going back to the uh the graphics and stuff, I think that this game might be pinnacle 2D fighter like from what I've seen of 2D fighters. Um honestly, with I've, this style. I have trouble disagreeing. It's an incredibly like all the animations are so great and the music. I don't think we've even touched on this yet, but like I was talking to you earlier and you're like I want to learn the riff from this song. I want to learn the riff from this song. Like, yeah. the character select music was awesome. Most of the battle musics were awesome. Like, boss music, crazy good. Like, the, Oh, yeah. The it, the music in this game was fucking phenomenal. Had just a lot of, like, you know, metal riffs to get you pumped up and ready to spill some blood in the streets. Like, it's just 
kitchen. Yeah, it, I, I, this is one of those like few games that I would probably pop the soundtrack on and listen to it. For sure. You know, and I feel like there's a lot of games that I appreciate the music from it, but I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it unless I'm playing the game. But this is one that like, dude, some of those songs fucking rock. Yeah. Like, man. And, it, you know, one of the things that was great to me, too, was last night uh, in the Tadpog Discord. Shout out Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. Those guys are awesome. <coughs> um, we were just kind of all hanging out in one of the chat, uh, the mic chats. And I ended up popping on King of Fighters and just kind of playing and streaming it so people could watch. And I believe it was Dave and Pulsh. Uh, Pulshy while well, she was a bear. Um, we're both like, fuck, this game looks good. Like, like, fuck, this game looks good. And, like, both of them were like, man, we might have to, I might have to get this. This looks awesome. And I'm like, dude, it's a really, really fun game. Man, if we end up having some Ted Pog fighting game tournaments, I'm absolutely down to clown, dude. That that would be fun. That would be real fun. Um, I know that that would require everybody to own the game, so we'd have to hash that out. But um, well, The one thing I did notice, which is pretty cool, this is why I was able to get the game in the first place, was uh, they have a sale going on. If you buy the game by itself, it's $15. But if you buy two copies, so you can play with a friend, it's 25 So I guess, you know, that's a almost 20% discount, and then you can, you know, split the uh, cost with a buddy, you know? You know, Steam does that a lot, and I really appreciate that they, that you do that, because... It's very smart. When Ryan bought uh, the Rise of the Triad remake, or whatever that had come out uh, years ago, this was like... Uh, but he he bought it on Steam when we first started the show, and he was like, yeah, I, I it was like $5 for one, or $15 for four, so he's like, I bought a four-pack, so he gave me nice. a key... And I think we ended up giving the other two keys away um, just in random episodes to people. But, like, I, I've, I like that a lot because these games that are multiplayer games, like, it's nice that you're able to buy more than one. So, say there's a friend that's more well-off than the others, but all of them like to play games together. Well, that guy can go throw 20 bucks, and all of his friends get a copy of the game and they can all play together, you know, instead of, oh, well, I got it and I'll play it. But, man, I really wish you guys could play with me. Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a smart decision because it makes, I mean, these are multiplayer games and being able to share that with your friends is really cool for games that can't use, like, the Jackbox model of only needing one person to own it because everyone else plays from, like, a tablet or that kind of device, yeah. you know? Yeah, and it, it's also disheartening, too. Like, I've gotten a few bundles over the years that had games in it that look awesome. Like, there's a Cyanide and Happiness game in my library that looks awesome. Hmm. But you go on the Steam page and look in the comments and everyone's like, yeah, this game's dead. Nobody plays it anymore. So it's like, oh, well, fuck. If I ever wanted to play that game, how am I going to if no one plays it? So it would be nice to have a couple friends who owned it. Well, then at least you guys could run through it together. Yeah, because I'm going to be honest, man. I thought about going in and trying to play like ranked random matches on King of Fighters 2002. And then I realized, hey, everyone else here has probably been playing this 19-year-old fighting game for, oh, 19 years. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. going to get my butt ripped off and fed to me. Yeah, oh, yeah, and one of the things that I was reading was uh, the King of Fighters 02 uh, community on Steam, like, for online play, has gotten real small compared, because there's newer games that have come out and stuff, of course, but, like, the people that still play will fuck your world up. <laughs> totally unsurprising. Yeah, and I just picture, like, this dude just chilling in Japan, sipping some tea, maybe having a cigarette, his match cues. And he gets in and he's Fresh like, meat. oh, poor American, and just fucks them up. Because <laughs> they've had this game even longer than we have, you know? Yeah. 
Man, but, I know that the uh, the SNK fighting games were really big in like Latin America too. So I'm just loving the Im- image of like someone in like Peru or like Argentina, Brazil, somewhere like that, just like getting online and just completely ruining us dumb Americans. You know? Oh yeah, uh, you know, not to go off on a little tangent, but like I know I've told you this off mic. I had a buddy of mine growing up named Emmett, and mm. he was a homeschool kid, so he had a lot of time on his hands, and he played a lot of Tekken, and he got. Oh stupid good with king uh to the point that i would refuse to play tekken with him if he chose king uh because the match would start he'd punch you once or twice you'd go for a punch he'd grab you and then that grab would not end until you were dead he would hit you with like king had this 10 hit grab combo that was devastating and it was like if you got that whole combo off all you needed to do was just give him a little shin kick and they were dead and so for those of you who aren't big fighting game guys, I know we've mentioned the name King twice, different characters. King in Tekken oh, yes. is this grappling dude who looks like the wrestler Tiger Mask. And King in King of Fighters is this uh, androgynous dressing female bouncer who is really cool. I, I, I want to be friends with her. Yeah, and I actually thought King, uh, King of Fighters King was a boy at first. And I was like, oh, so that's what he looked like before he started taking steroids and wearing a leopard mask. <laughs> And then well, I that's actually that... intentional because in his first or her first appearance, like she's working undercover as a bouncer, and like no one even knows that she's a girl at first. Like you find that out in I think, I think it's like the first Fatal Fury game or something when you beat her and it causes her shirt to become unbuttoned. You see, oh, whoops. Oh. <laughs> okay, well that makes a lot of sense then. Okay, so I don't feel so bad about that now then. <laughs> if it was no, she, she deliberately rocks the androgynous style. I don't think it's malicious to guess wrong. I got you. You know, just real quick, speaking of androgynous, this makes me think of the story when they introduced the gold dust character to Dustin Rhodes and Vince McMahon was like, you're going to be androgynous, pal. Like, <laughs> it'll be great. And Dustin Rhodes was like, the hell does androgynous mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering where 1990s Vince McMahon learned the word androgynous. The guy who famously doesn't know what a burrito is. Yeah. <laughs> There's no telling. He don't know a burrito, but he knows androgynous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah. So anyway, he would hit you with the, the the ten hit king combo, and I equate that like I really wish internet would have been around back then because I would have loved to have seen him hop online and wreck people with that because that's how I feel. Uh, I get nostalgia about that anytime I play a fighting game online because I just get absolutely destroyed. And I'm like, ah, this takes me back to sitting there getting beat up by Emin and Tekken. (laughs) (laughs) The good old days of not getting more than one jab in at best. Yeah. Oh, man. You're trying to win. I'm trying to spoil your perfect round. Like, we were always, it was always this thing where, like, I would pick Paul uh, in Tekken. And Paul in Tekken has this punch where he, like, charges it up. Goku style and then just throws this hammer punch forward and if it hits your opponent it takes away like two thirds of their health bar so it would be a whole thing of Emmett running at me to do his grab and I'm trying to get this punch off in time to hit him before he can grab me in yeah it was it was wild <laughs> now, if I remember I right, didn't that punch like ragdoll you back like 50 feet yeah it's, like, it, it was sent so you cool completely looking. across the whole map just boom and the other person would just fly across the map yeah it was great absolutely satisfying stuff <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I, I look forward, like I was saying, I really look forward to some of these other fighting games that I've got. And, you know, I've got some fighting games that aren't uh, what you would consider mainstream. Like, I consider Tekken, Mortal Kombat. Like, those are, like, mainstream fighting games. Um, some of the ones that I have that aren't are, like, Arcana Heart 3 Love Max. Hmm. Like, I can't tell you what the hell that is at all. I've never heard of it, to be honest. Uh, what's some other ones? Uh, Under... Hold on, let me scroll. Undernight. 
under night. Yeah, I think that's what it is. That game has a huge scene, apparently. It has cool Does animation it? from what I've seen. Yeah, under night in birth, EXE, yeah. late. Yeah, that's another one that I've got that I had never heard of, you know? I just got it in a bundle. I only like, know because I occasionally watch some fighting game people on YouTube and, like, they love that game. Like, some of them are just super hard into it. Hmm. I'm actually, I'm on my Steam right now. I'm going to type in fighting games. And we're going to see what other fighting games that I've got. My collections. 41, according to... Oh, okay, so this is including Batman Arkham Asylum and shit. That's not fighting. That's Yeah, that's a beat-em-up at best. Okay, so Arcana Heart 3, Love Max, and... By the way, there are five exclamation points after the word max. <laughs> the maxiest max that ever maxed. Um, Battle Fantasia, revised edition. Don't know it. I've heard that that's like a good entry point into like fighters if you're wanting cool. to get serious in them. Uh, and then, of course, Brawlhalla, uh, Brawl Out. I love Brawlhalla. That's a, a platform fighter kind of. Oh, that's a fun one. Uh, oh, Guilty Gear, Revelator, and Guilty Gear Sign. So I don't know how you say the XRD, Guilty Gear XRD. I think it's like, you know what? I'm not going to try it. <laughs> the keyed, <laughs> the key or Zerd, I don't know. Uh, Beats, I think Zerd is the closest, but I don't know how. Like, I looked it up one time because I was like, how is this pronounced? I looked up the Katakana and it was like Sado, and I'm like, okay, I guess it's Zerd, but I'm, that sounds ridiculous when I try to say it with my human mouth. Zerd <laughs> Revelator and Zerd Sign. Yeah, so the, I got those. Um, and then Injustice, Gods Among Us. Ah, uh, I've heard pretty good things about that one. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, Mortal Kombat Complete Edition, Mortal Kombat 10, uh, One Finger Death Punch 2. Huh. I'm not 100% sure what that is, but I think it's like if you hit get once, you're dead, so... Oh, like, uh, what was that samurai game for the PlayStation? Bushido Blade. Yeah. Where it's like, you either take, if you take a non-critical hit, it like slows you down, but a hit through your torso just killed you instantly. Yeah. That was a fun fighter, man. Uh, Override Mech City Brawl. Um, Skullgirls, Soul Calibur Six, Tekken Soul Seven Girls is also another really lovely animated game. Yeah, yeah, I, I played a little bit of that the other night. I think last night um, on the Discord, and it was it was really fun. And then the other one that I've got on Steam, other than Under Under Night, because we already talked about that one, is um, let me see, Yatagarasu, yeah, Yatagarasu Attack on Cataclysm. Okay. Now, and that's not including like Twitch Prime giving me damn near all the SNK fighting games for free. So, like, most of the King of Fighters games, uh, Mark of the Wolves, uh, Fatal Fury, Special Edition, uh, Samurai Showdown, like, all of these different types of games that they've given me. So, like, there's plenty of fighting games on the list. You know, so I, I really look forward to some more of them coming up because I, I enjoyed this a fuck load more than I thought I would. Um, I don't I, know how many other fighting game bros you have, but if you need me or Nate for a fighting game, I'm pretty sure both of us are itching to play more of these things, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know I'll keep you guys in mind. Um, yeah. If I were going to give this game a rank, I'd probably give it like, hmm, maybe a, a 9.5. Like, it's very close to being a perfect fighting game, but I haven't played enough fighting games to give it that major of a stamp of approval. Um so I'll give it a 9.5 with a little a little witty way just to see because at the end of the show, be it you know 20 years from now when we're out of well I don't know if we'll ever run out of games, but eventually you know we're we're gonna do like a uh, like a ranked what we think of what we've done so far. I was actually thinking about doing that for the first year, uh, ranking oh. the games that we've played for the first year and having a couple listeners on to get the listener perspective, uh, like what were your favorite episodes to listen to type. Um, and that's coming up relatively soon. I think this is episode 52. 
That sounds right. Chrono Trigger was 50, so... And, yeah. Yeah, so this is, like, 52, and I think me and... We started in June. I think it was, like, May or June. So uh, we're getting there. I don't remember how many year, weeks are in a month. Or, Jesus Christ. How many, <laughs> we, how many weeks are in a year? Fucking A. Isn't it 52? Is it 52? I think it's 52. All right. Well, this might be a year. So, hey. Woo! <laughs> 52 times 7 is 364. That's pretty close to 365, right? Okay. So this could be the year the year uh, celebration. The year in review. Yeah, the year in review. But, well, yeah. So that's on the docket. We'll get to that. I, I, I do want to do that and kind of rank what we've done so far. Um, oh, I should give a rank, too. Um, I guess I, I was having trouble ranking this one, too, because I felt like I only got to scratch the surface of it. Like, I want to give it a tentative 9 out of 10, and only not a 10, because I didn't get deep enough to know if this game is, like, going to be forever there for me. But, man, yeah. I want to keep on playing it. I want to get better. Like, the moment I'm playing this game, I'm like, I gotta learn that combo. I gotta learn that command. I gotta learn all these characters. Like, I could play this game for several hundred hours and still not feel like I've got the whole experience yet. Yeah, and I mean, it's a fighting game, and we've been sitting here for 45 minutes talking about it. So, like, that tells you that there is a lot to do it, and we... And, you like you said we didn't scratch the fucking surface yeah i mean i hate to make the second chess analogy of the episode but it's like you know i'm like a 1000 ranked chess player or whatever and it's like how could i give a score to chess because competition gets so much more fierce than what i've seen like yeah i i'm wanting to be really good at this but one of these days you know like maybe one day i'll finally hit the king of the hill and be like hmm this game was a 10 out of 10 all along all I can say is I'm going to trust my instinct for now and say it's a 9 because I could imagine it being a little... Actually, no. There's not really anything I would change about it, to be honest. Yeah, maybe it is a 10. Shit. <laughs> I was going to say... I'll give it a 9.5 too. Let's just be unanimous. We're, we're like, There's just a guy standing there and his face is a 9.5 and he pulls it off and it's a 10. He's like, it was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along. <laughs> That's, I, 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 give it, uh, I give it 10 higher powers out of 10. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh so yeah, man, that's that's King of Fighters 2002 Unlimited Match. Um, I highly recommend it to anybody who is into fighting games, um, even if you're not into fighting games. Well, okay, so I would dip your toes into a less complicated game if you're thinking about getting into fighting games, but say you play one or two and you're like, man, these are really cool. Absolutely. Check out King of Fighters 2002 Unlimited Match. Um, it will open up another world of fighting games to you. Play Street Fighter 2 Turbo if you haven't done any 2D fighting games because that's like that's where you'll learn what a buffalo wing tastes like and then you can bite this one and it's your super spicy death wing. Yeah, there you go. Hey, yo, I uh, I have uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo on the old uh, soft modded 3DS so I might have to load that up and check it out now that I have nice. the ability to play some of these Super Nintendo games. You know, you know what's funny to me? I've got a Super Nintendo. Uh, I just don't have any cords for it and I don't know if it works. I found oh, wow. it when I was doing property preservation. Uh, and I've got Genesis controllers, but no Genesis. So, you know, there you go. If I could somehow fuse the two together, I'd have a semi-working system. <laughs> got your Voltron in, in construction there. <laughs> but, uh, so, this week on the Discord, we had a little poll up to vote what the next game everyone wanted to be. Um, and overwhelmingly, with nine votes... Uh, the winner was West of Loathing. And West of Loathing is a stick figure RPG, Western RPG. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, I've played this game before and it is absolutely hilarious. Uh, I really look forward to streaming it. I think it's going to be a good time. I think it's going to keep people giggling uh, 
it's it's really a good game uh it's puns and dad jokes the game and i'm fucking here for it it is exactly what it is <laughs> it's exactly what it is uh and apparently well actually you know i'll, t- I'll touch on that stuff next week so this week the next poll is up and let me just tell you wonderful listeners if you'd like to join our discord um head over to the, the wow stuttered there for a second the steam machine podcast.wordpress.com it's our website and there are links to everything that we do uh there's a link to our facebook there's a link to our twitter there's a link to our patreon there's a link to our merch site uh there's a link to my Bandcamp if you like the entrance music to the there's my, my wrestling fan coming out the entrance music if you like the theme song to the show uh you can pick up my music at the band camp but there's also a link to the discord that will give you an invite and you can join and there is a own channel for it it's called the show poll and you can come make your voice heard and vote like they have always told you to growing up and uh this week you tr- exercise your american rights from here to any other country in the world exactly murka <laughs> Uh, the choices this week are Arma 3, Tales of Bessaria, Gabriel Knight's Sins of the Father, The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, and Gianna Sisters' Twisted Dreams. And so far, it's looking like Tales of Bessaria is in, is in the lead. But it's early in the week, and the poll just went up last night, so that could very well change. But... Come join the Discord. Make your vote be heard. You know, if you like to listen to the show, like, dude, come put in your two cents, man. Because, like, I started doing this because I just want to, like, give back to the people who have stuck with me through, like, this first year of the show. And I'm like, fucking A, like, what better way to do it than, like, let the people vote on what game's on the show? You know what I mean? Like, Or at least that's the way I thought about it. So... So super chill Discord too, man. We got like plenty of channels. You can just come by and post some pictures you thought were funny. You know, it's not all super intense dissertations about Steam games. Oh yeah, no, not at all. You got to meet. Not all academic and stuffy like the podcast. <laughs> if you, if you, uh, goddamn it. <laughs> if you, uh, yeah, if you got a funny meme, just come drop it. Shit, I don't care. Like. Do it. You got some music that you want to show off? Like, you heard a band that you really liked? I love music. Come share it in the Discord, man. Like, it's a cool crew. It's growing slowly but surely. Like, it makes me very happy that that last poll that we did had, like, well over 10 people that voted on it. And I was, like, kind of, like, my heart warmed a little bit. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's getting, it's slowly growing. And it's nice to watch. It's like when you plant something and it it starts to grow into a nice big tree, you know? All right, now I've got the sapling coming, but like it, it warms my heart to watch it grow every day. So, so come to the Steam Di- the Steam Machine Discord and become wood. Yes, become wood, and you know how much we love wood. <laughs> um, I think that's about it, man. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, like if uh, you know, you can go to the website and click the links, or if you're you know don't want to do that, it's a uh, the Steam Machine Podcast on Facebook or uh, the Steam Machine Podcast Lounge is the Facebook group. If that's more of your thing, it's kind of quiet in there, but. Always looking for good memes and uh, game talk. Game talk. Um, if Twitter is more of your thing, it's a Steam underscore podcast. Uh, don't have an Instagram. Probably should, but that's just another social media site for me to forget to post things on. So I have avoided doing that. Um, yeah, I think that's about it, man. Uh, is there anything, anything like last little tidbits or anything you'd like to touch on, brother? Uh, I would like to plug walking. Go outside and take a walk. Maybe listen to some music or a podcast. I've been doing that a lot this week, and it's been wonderful for my mood. 
Yeah, go take a walk in the woods. You'll feel better. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a, so that's an inside joke for inside me and Willie. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, to wrap it up, then shout out to Mr. Cogsworth himself, Nate, and to all of our other wonderful Patreons who donate to the show. Like I, you just don't understand like how much it, I appreciate it. Like it really helps. Um, Cogsworth, you the man. There's, there's your there's your shout-out for the episode, baby. <laughs> and uh, for this week, he's Willie, I'm Dalton, and as always, guys, take it easy.